Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. What is confidence? And what does it even look like? Well, you can find millions of photos shared on all types of social media and Google, but is this really what confidence looks like? Or is it a way of sugarcoating the hard truth that confidence is more than just a photo snap? It's not just a stance that you have. It's just not being able to say what you want without hesitation and with boldness. There's more to that. And so people have described confidence in many ways. And our goal today is to try to understand it even better. And that's why we get to have a conversation today with Dr. Nate Zinser. He's a former high school MVP turned author, speaker, and consultant. He talks about the confident mind, which is actually the name of his recent book that we get to talk about. It's a confident mind, a battle tested guide to unshakable performance. So in addition to helping hundreds of West Point graduates, Dr. Zinser has also trained many professional athletes, including two-time Super Bowl MVP Eli Manning, hockey star Danny Breyer, and Olympic medalists like Mike Cohen, Doug Sharp, Brian Shimmer, Jill Schechter, and so many more. And he does a lot of work with a lot of high-performing people, and he has come up with a great way of being able to describe and really see how we can implement confidence into our lives. And so I'm excited to be able to bring this conversation to you and would definitely recommend that you grab his book, which there's going to be a link in the show notes, and we'll share links later on in this episode as well that you can be able to get to. And so stay tuned. Let's jump into this conversation with Dr. Nate Zinser. I define confidence in my work with individuals and teams, and I describe it in the book, The Confident Mind, as follows. Your confidence is the sense of certainty that you have about yourself, that you have about a particular ability, which allows you to express that ability, demonstrate that confidence more or less unconsciously without having to talk yourself through it, analyze what you're doing step by step. It proceeds more or less naturally. You think about how you are when you do something as simple and as common as tying your shoelaces. Now, that is a very complicated activity when you actually think about it. There are a lot of muscles. There are a lot of joints. There are a lot of sensory nerves. There are a lot of motor nerves that are involved in that task. It's very complicated. Yet you, I'm presuming all your listeners are old enough to do this, you perform that task without thinking about how you do it. How much tension is at each eyelet? How much lace remains to be secured? You execute that more or less unconsciously. And we have the ability to develop that sense of certainty about pretty much anything we're called upon to do. Whether you're a professional football player 
who has to throw a 50-yard corner route against a certain coverage, whether you are a surgeon who has to execute a particular incision to expose a particular structure, whether you're a nurse who has to change out an IV, whether you're an accountant who has to survey a certain strict of figures on a spreadsheet, we all have the ability to develop that sense of certainty and it makes our execution much more effective and it makes the whole process a lot more enjoyable as well. Yeah, so a thought that I had with that is, first of all, that it's like a habit that gets developed, but also there's a lot of times that I've noticed where people get to the point to where they're good at something and to become second nature, they don't realize the skill level that they actually have, and so they end up devaluing it. That is ridiculously common, Josh. We have a habit in this society of devaluing, emotionally discounting, taking for granted so many of the things that we do well. It's remarkable how many athletes and other performers come into my office and say, you know, I used to really feel great about myself. I was a high school All-American or I was a team MVP, this and that. And now I just don't feel as certain anymore. I don't have the same level of confidence And I get them to talk about their experiences, and it comes to light that, wow, they've worked very hard, they've developed certain capabilities, they've demonstrated these capabilities on many, many levels, yet they don't allow those memories to create a sense of energy and optimism and enthusiasm for their future. They've just sort of emotionally swept them under the rug, say, that's no big deal. A lot of my work is getting people to realize just how far they've come, just how good they are at the moment, and what a ridiculously cool future they've got in their respective profession. Yeah. Now, in your book, you have at least a section here where you relate it to a bank account. Can you explain how that works and get like the lying principles going for us? I can't remember quite when it was that I hit upon that analogy of a mental bank account. But it really works for just about everybody I've ever spoken with. Your sense of certainty about yourself is, in fact, the expression of all the thoughts that you have about yourself, all the thoughts you have about that particular ability, and all the thoughts you have about the situations in which you exercise that ability. So your confidence is really the sum total, the running total, because it's always changing, the running total of all your thoughts about yourself in that situation, the memories you carry with you, the statements or stories or beliefs you have about yourself in the moment regarding that ability, and all the little pictures and short video clips that your imagination produces regarding that ability in some future. So if you think about all that mental activity, all those thoughts, past, present, future, they all comprise your sense of certainty about yourself in that situation. So it is very much like a bank account, depending on what you put into it and depending on what thoughts suck it down, there's your balance for the day, for the moment. That's your level of confidence at any given time. And there are certain thought processes that we go through which attack that mental bank account and draw it down. Our habits of self-criticism, worry about the future, envisioning various catastrophes, as opposed to the kinds of deposits that we can make when we look back at our both long-term and short-term memories and kind of filter out, sift out moments that have created in our lives 
a powerful sense of energy and optimism and enthusiasm for ourselves. And we identify the beliefs about ourselves in the present that are indeed energizing. And we create through the proper use of our imagination, scenes, movie clips, beautiful photos, beautiful stills of accomplishments and actions we need to take. Those thoughts build up the bank account. And I remember describing this process to a uh, professional hockey player, great fellow by the name of Max Talbot. And we were talking about this and he says, yeah, I can do that. I can become really rich. And, and a big grin spread across his face, you know, and he wasn't talking about money. He was talking about his sense of certainty every time his skates hit the ice. That's really interesting. So I've heard that analogy of like a bank account in several different areas, but I don't think I've heard of it in this area of confidence. And so I think that can be very helpful for us and for us to be more conscious and intentional of what we allow ourselves to think and process and what we allow in, because obviously there's going to be external feedback from other people, either people trying to build us up or other people trying to tear us down. And we have to learn how to filter those appropriately so that we can be able to protect that bank account, basically. Absolutely. I love the word that you use, intentional. You got to be a little more intentional about how we think. Again, going back to one of the cool things I love about your podcast is that you're looking at the nature of productivity. You know, we need to be intentional about our thinking so that our thinking is indeed productive. Every thought we think is going to get in that bank account one way or another. It's a running total. It's constantly changing. One of the misconceptions is that once an individual reaches a certain level of confidence, they're going to stay that way forever. That's not how it works. Confidence is rather fragile depending upon which thoughts you choose to maintain and which thoughts you care to discard. And if we, as we've been talking, emotionally discount, disregard, take for granted our progress and success, well, that might even bring our mental bank accounts balance down. And again, as you pointed out, opponents, competitors, just the imperfect nature of the world that we all inhabit, things are going to go wrong. And so you have to be very good at responding to life's inevitable ups and downs and your own inevitable human imperfections. And there are guidelines in the book about how to respond to those things mentally and emotionally so that your bank account doesn't get drawn down. Those are thieves. Those are criminals. You got to have some safeguards intact or else those guys might sneak in just like a cyber criminal and suck down your bank account without you knowing. Yeah, I think that's really, really powerful to be able to do that. And of course, then connecting this to productivity, you kind of touched on it a little bit. But if we don't have that confidence, we're not going to perform the activity as effectively and as well as we could be. Therefore, the outcome is going to be less. It's going to take us longer. And we're just not going to be able to see the same results in the end, as opposed to if we have that confidence then we'll be able to approach that. We're going to be able to be a lot more efficient and effective in what we're doing and be able to produce a higher result as well. Absolutely. I make the point and the reason why I have sort of become enamored, engaged with the whole concept of confidence is because it is really what makes good performances possible. It's not a guarantee, but with that sense of certainty, all your natural talent, all your acquired skill that you have built up through your training and your study and your personal experience, all of that has the potential to be expressed 
when you want it to be expressed, provided you have that sense of certainty about it, provided you are confident. If you go into a situation doubting yourself, fearing the worst, and people do this in very, very subtle ways, then you will always compromise your effectiveness. So confidence is a necessary condition. It's not a guarantee, but it always tilts the odds a little bit more in your favor. Yeah. Now, obviously, as we get into the book, you go into a lot more of all of these different things. I mean, there's like a 300 plus page book. And so there's a lot of things that you get into. But for someone that's listening right now, obviously, first of all, they need to go get the book. (laughs) But until they get that book, what would you say is the most important thing that they need to know right now that can help them be able to start making a change in their life and their confidence right now? Right now, I think the first and foremost condition is to understand that every thought you think is entering that mental bank account and you want to be somewhat careful about how you allow yourself to think about yourself. Second key point is that you have free will to think about yourself in a more productive way. You have that ability as a human being assuming that you're old enough to be listening to this podcast, you have that ability. It does not matter where you are. It does not matter what conditions you are under. You have that free will. We can look at the experience, and I quote some experiences of people who have unfortunately been incarcerated unfairly, prisoner of war camps, concentration camps and during Nazi Germany's regime. And there were men and women in those situations who retained, and I will quote Dr. Viktor Frankl here, the last human freedom, the last human freedom to choose one's thoughts regardless of circumstance. Everybody has that ability. And unfortunately, a lot of times we just forego that. We just give that that ability and we allow the circumstances that we are in to dictate how we think about ourselves. So if there's Two things that I'd like your listeners to be aware of and get busy with right now, it's understand that everything that you think is affecting you and that you have the free will to decide what am I going to think about, how am I going to be in certain situations, how am I going to react to the great things that happen in my life and the not so great things that happen. If you can do those two things, you've got a good start. Well, excellent. Well, thank you for taking the time to be able to share these things. And as I said, there's a whole lot more that I know that we can be able to discuss, but we just don't have time on this podcast to be able to do that. So where would be the best way for someone to be able to get a hold of your book? Your listeners can go to natesinser.com. You can go directly to the HarperCollins website and select it there. From there, you'll be able to purchase it via Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or any other online source. You can also find it in your local bookstores. Well, excellent. Excellent. Would your website also be the best place for someone to be able to get a hold of you if they have any further questions? Or Yes, indeed. That's where uh, people can get a hold of me. There are a number of services, professional speaking, et cetera, et cetera, that people can contact me for through that website. Well, excellent. Well, thank you again very much for your time and for taking the opportunity to be able to write this book and share it with the world. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and a privilege, and I hope your listeners can benefit from it. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments, or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.